Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to this weekly Torah study from New Beginnings Church in Bedford, Texas, taught by Pastor Scott Sigmund. We pray this message will help you better understand how God's Old Testament wisdom and New Testament revelation are meant to jointly fit together. You know, we study our Judeo-Christian roots here with Pastor Larry and New Beginnings. Uh, And the leaven in Judaism is a symbol of what they call the Yetzer Hara. It's the evil inclination. It's a form of what we've learned in theology as Christians as the Adamic nature. That within each of us, there's this inclination to do evil. Why do we always end up doing what we don't want to do? Why are we always attracted back to doing the very things that we're supposed to be saved out of? Because within us, there's things that try to direct our lives back into the very uh, uh, sin that we were liberated from. So the evil inclination is hidden in our hearts. And it's, it will eventually come back to tempt us. It'll eventually come back to see if the door of your heart is still open to all that negativity, all that sinfulness. Is there still an appetite for that? Do you still crave some of that? Are there still some things that it's like Al Pacino said in The Godfather. He said, I tried to get out, but they kept pulling me back in. And that's what the devil and sin and the flesh uh, are uh, doing in our lives. But praise God, how many of you can say today, I've shut the door on the devil. I've shut the door on sin. I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Someone say, I'm not turning back. Praise God. So that's what this revelation of these holidays are all about. It's showing us God's plan. And it's a process. Uh, I've been doing this since 1984, and I've got a pool in my backyard, and uh, I still can't walk on water. No one's walking on water. No one's perfect. It's a journey. It's a growing process. And we just get a little bit better in increments at a time. And if we fall, if we stumble, if we sin, Father, forgive me, strengthen me, help me to renew my mind. I repent of all of this and help me to get up and keep going. How many of you have ever done that? (laughs) We've all done that from time to time. So once you're saved, God immediately wants you to move forward. He wants you to move forward in living a yeastless, a leavenless life, a sinless life. Uh, And that's because when sin saturates a person's life, it hurts them. How many of you know in your B.C. days all that sin that you were involved in? Man, that, that hurt. What, what, the devil will only remind you of the good times. Right? You'll hear a song on class. Say, oh, I remember when I was in high school. And oh, that was the good. Yeah, the devil will never in your mind will never remember the bad times. 
<laughs> right? Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah, it was so much fun with the police chasing you. It was so much fun getting busted and being taken to jail and wearing an orange jumpsuit. Oh, that was fun. It was so much fun running out of money and running up the credit cards and being so far in debt you had to look up to look down. And on and on and on. So, uh, In reality, the only way to put all the leaven out of our lives is to put more Jesus in it. That's the easiest way to look at it. If I want less sin in my life, I need more of Jesus. And so when the church doors fly open, you got to fly in. When when it comes to reading, I'm just not reading the comic pages. <laughs> when it comes to watching stuff on, te- I'm just not watching what Netflix is trying to tell me to watch. I'm learning some things about my Christian walk, the spiritual side of things that is going to help me overcome, to help me live the abundant life, the successful life that God is talking about. So, in reality, the best way to put all the leverage out is to put more Jesus in. How many of you could say this morning, I'm addicted to Jesus? I used to be addicted to anger. I used to be addicted to drugs. I used to be addicted to alcohol. I used to be addicted to wild and crazy living. Now I'm addicted to Jesus. And all of that energy, all of that uh, action that I was seeking in the world, I didn't lose all of that. I just shifted it to doing it for the Lord. I'm on fire for Jesus. I was on fire. I was an all-American sinner for the devil Thank God now I'm an all-American saint for Jesus. Who resembles that remark this morning? Come on, somebody. Put more Jesus in. Here's how Paul talked about this in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 6. You can turn over there if you have your Bible. 1 Corinthians 5, 6. uh, Paul is teaching and he says, You know the saying, A little bit of yeast makes the whole batch of dough rise. You must remove the old yeast of sin so that you will be entirely pure. Okay, so that doesn't all happen on day one. But that possibility and that potential is there on day one. Now you work out your salvation. Well, the guy said, you're under grace now. There's nothing you have to do. I beg to differ. (laughs) Sometimes you got to fight the good fight of faith and say, no, devil. Sometimes you got to submit to God in your prayer and in your praise and in the way you're doing things. Submit to God, resist the devil, and then he will flee, the Bible says. So if there was nothing else to do, why put those scriptures in there? There's nothing you have to do for eternal life, but we've shifted, and now we're talking about abundant life. Amen. And that's Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's the revelation. Amen. So Paul says, uh, remove the old yeast of sin so that you'll be entirely pure. Then you'll be like a new batch of dough without any yeast. As indeed I know you actually are. Which means they didn't really understand that revelation. I know that 
you're a new creation? Do you know you're a new creation? And the more you start adding to that revelation, what does it mean to be a new creation? What does it mean to have no yeast or leaven in your life? What does it mean to be free from sin and totally addicted to Jesus? You need a thousand and one ways to be able to define that. If you're always struggling and taking one step forward and ten steps back, then you don't have enough Jesus. <laughs> you don't have enough revelation. Look, if all you got is John 3.16, that's enough to get you to heaven. But if all God gave us was John 3.16, we'd have a pretty thin Bible. There's a reason the Bible's so thick. Because there's all kinds of divine principles and strategies, and the more we apply those things, the better we can move forward in the Lord. So Paul is talking about this, and he says, I want you to live a life without the leaven, without the sin. And you can. I know this. You need to know this. He says, for our Passover festival is ready. Now that Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Because Jesus died as our Passover lamb, all of this potentially is ours. So Paul says in verse 8, let us celebrate Passover, not with bread, with old yeast of sin and wickedness, but with bread that has no yeast, no sin, the bread of purity and truth. All right, so thank you, Paul, for laying this out. I hope you understand what God is trying to say here. Uh, A brand new Christian comes to the Lord with a sin mentality. Just because you were born again at the altar doesn't mean your mind was totally changed. That's the process, right? It's like the late great Zig Ziglar says, when we come to Christ, we all come with stinking thinking, and we all need a checkup from the neck up. That's called renewing the mind. Israel came out of Egypt with a slave mentality. They had been in bondage for hundreds of years. Before Christ, you and I were always on the receiving end of the devil's way of doing business. Amen? Right? Think back. All that anger, all that frustration, all that addiction, all the arguments, all the depression, all the lack and shortage, the worry, the doubt, the hopelessness. All of that and more. But that lifestyle is no longer a part of your destiny and future. Say amen. God loves us so much, He doesn't want us to stay in that condition. But you can't just come to church for an hour, sit there and listen and clap and go home and just do what you've been doing. That ain't going to do it. There's 168 hours in a week. If all you give to Christ is one hour, you're losing 167 to 1. And that, in sports terms, is a slaughter. (laughs) You need to be in a different league, boy. (laughs) All right, so the next steps after Passover salvation, being born again, are to renew our mind, our spirit, our mindset, our worldview. And that's what's represented in all these feasts that we've talked about in this 50-day journey.
I really believe that many churches and many Christians, if they understood what we're talking about today, and if they understood that the altar call accepting Jesus and praying the sinner's prayer is only the first thing. It's not the last thing. It's the first thing that we get involved with. There'd be a lot less backsliding. (laughs) There'd be a lot less frustration. How many of you from the day you got born again have not been backslidden? I see. (laughs) I don't live backslidden days. Since 1984, I've decided to follow Jesus. I'm going to be on fire for God. I'm not going back into the world and go back and reinvestigate how maybe I could make the devil's way better and make it work for me. I had enough of what the devil's done. And all these years, as for me and my family, we're going to be on fire for God. And I pray that's your attitude as well. Amen. Romans 12, 2. I've only had two churches since 1984. A church in Seattle uh, led by Pastor Casey Treat. Some of you may have seen him on TV. Out of all the churches in the world, out of all the gin joints in the world, you had to come back to this one. <laughs> out of all, you, you, you never saw Casablanca? <laughs> out of all, why did I, you know, he, his foundational scripture way back then, Romans 12, 2, renewing the mind. Don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed. By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Man, if, that, if you add that to John 3.16, man, you just took a giant step forward. Amen. I got one amen. Can I get two amens, three amens? See, we just don't hang out until Jesus returns. You just can't keep living the same way you've always lived before accepting Christ. Once you're born again, now what? You need to work on becoming more like Jesus. Romans 13, 14 says, Clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let's do that today. Here in worship, let's just feel the presence of God so much so that we are filled with this presence, filled with the Spirit. And our praise just isn't, oh, what a mighty God we serve. Right? Reignite something. That's what church is meant to do. That's why I think God has me as a pastor. My dad was a Hall of Fame football coach. He was my high school football coach. When I was just a little kid, I was at the football practices. I'd run out on the field during the game and get the tee from the uh, from the kickoff. I was at all the you know, and I just there's just something in me as a coach. How many of you have ever been coached? <laughs> Yeah, when you're coached, I mean, usually the coach will give you something. He'll get you hyped up and energized to go and press on. Let's go for the gold here, gang. We're not just going through the motions. Let's go for the gold. Let's go for the prize. I want a Super Bowl. Whatever I got to do to work and, and, and to apply myself, I'm going to do that to get the prize. What's our prize? It's eternal life. In Christ, and it's abundant life in Christ. The eternal life part is the easy part. 
The abundant life part is because all of our experiences, all of our background, everything that was sown into us before Christ didn't necessarily create the kind of Christian athlete that would go for the gold. I'm too tired. I don't have enough education. And so we begin to roll out excuses and the devil's on the sidelines as your biggest cheerleader. Yeah, keep, keep saying that. Keep making excuses. Keep on uh, 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 giving me all the glory instead of saying, thanks be to God today. I am more than a conqueror. Today I can do all things through Christ. Amen. Okay, well I did that one day. Well, we're not talking about a one-day trip to the Lord's gym. We're talking about a lifestyle. Amen? Who's in that lifestyle? Come on, somebody. Praise God. When I uh, gave my life to Christ, uh, I had to come a long ways, right? I mean, I was broke, busted, and disgusted on a lot of levels. Uh, But when I got saved that uh, March 11th morning, I realized that Christ was my Savior and that He washed away my sins. He has given me a new beginning. He's made me a new creation. I didn't understand everything, but I was so hungry. There was a hunger and a thirst in my life because I was tired of getting beat up. I wanted the success that the Bible promises. I wanted to see the promises of God in all its forms activated in my life. And then I got to thinking about my wife and my kids. What am I passing down to them? Scott, you better get it together, son. You're 30 years old and you're lost. You got no destiny. You've missed the starting gun, man. They started 10 years ago and you're just getting started. You, you got, and I began to play catch up. There wasn't one service I didn't attend. And I have kept that thing going and going and going and going. Amen. I accepted the challenge. And a lot of times, churches don't want to challenge anybody anymore, right? We don't want to talk about, are you going to take responsibility for your salvation? I want someone else to do it. (laughs) No one else is going to do it for you. It's you and the Holy Ghost deciding, you know what? I'm rising up and I'm going to become everything the Bible says I can become. That's your decision. You know, you decide to put sin out of your life. You decide to use the Word of God to renew your mind. You decide to put on the new man. You decide to become more righteous and holy. You decide that every morning, every day of your life. And when the devil comes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, uh uh-uh. I am a child of the Most High God. I've been bought with a price. I'm a blood-bought, Bible-carrying, tongue-talking, pew-jumping, praise-and-worshiping Christian. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I live. I've made my decision. End of story. Amen? 
Now, you might have to write that on your chalkboard 500 times. Some of you are too uh, young to know what that is. But back in the day, when the teacher was mad at you, you'd have to come and stand at the chalkboard and write out, I will not be a class clown! I will not be a class clown! And write that 500 times. With the idea that maybe you'll get it into your brain. (laughs) Maybe that'll just... But how many of you want to build up a reservoir of power? Amen? Amen? Well, get filled with the Holy Spirit. Begin praying in tongues. Begin studying the Word. Now you're doing this. I'm preaching to the choir. I know that. But you begin to prophesy over your life, over your kids, over your job, over your finances, over your health. You begin to take the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit, Ephesians 6. And you begin to wield that sword like you're an expert sword fighter, and you begin to take charge. Come on, somebody! Take charge! You flee the old ways. All right? Have you fled the old ways? Or are you still Al Pacino in The Godfather? I'm still getting pulled back in. But this is, what we're talking about is the blueprints for success. Amen? I love this concept that the very day that Israel left Egypt was the very day they rejected the Egyptian definition of who they were and what they could become. I like that. That happened to me. If it never has happened for you, I pray today it happens for you. That today, uh, symbolically, would be your born-again birthday. And on your born-again birthday, you are rejecting the devil's ways of life and how you have been defined up until this point. I am no longer defined by the devil. I am defined by the things of God, by the Word of God. If my Bible, if my God says I'm more than a conqueror, then I'm more than a conqueror. And if I don't understand how all of that fits together, and I can't connect all the dots, well then I'm going into the master's program, and I'm going to get me a master's degree on how this thing works. I'm going to get this thing figured out, because Jesus died so I could live a resurrected life, and by golly, that's what I'm going to have are we okay or would you want do you want more traditional christianity Um. (laughs) so i've been born again now what how do i know if i'm making any progress how do i know if i'm pleasing god how do i know if i'm hitting all the right notes all the right marks Because things begin to increase. Some things begin to increase and other things begin to decrease. For instance, there's less bad behavior and more good behavior. Listen to this scripture in 1 John 3.9. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning. Because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they're children of God. 
So right there, God is saying that evidence will begin to show in our lives that proves that we've met Jesus. I've had an encounter with Jesus, and He changed my life. My attitude began to change. My behavior begins to change. My conduct begins to change in ways that please God. The things that you're hungry for begin to change. The things that you desired before Christ begin to decrease. And the things that uh, you're now learning in Christ begin to increase. John, John isn't teaching whoever sins is not born of God. Look, we all make mistakes. We all miss the mark. We all blow it. We all commit sins from time to time. But that's decreasing. And holiness, godliness, and righteousness is on the move. we got some momentum here, don't we? John is in uh, in effect, he's saying, whoever keeps on willfully sinning, violating God's laws, with stubborn disregard and ongoing wickedness, don't have an assurance of salvation. Look, the goal isn't to uh, uh, follow. Here's what the devil will try to say. I'm going to show you how you can live like the devil, but still make heaven your home. That's Uncle BLZ Bub. <laughs> Let me teach you how to live like the devil, but still make heaven your home. Oh, no, that, that's not the goal of Christianity. The goal is, I'm going to show you how to live like Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the resurrected Savior, so that you will make heaven your home, and you will experience more and more and more of God's abundant life. All right. Here's another way that you can know you're making some progress is your uh, love and compassion increase. Your love and compassion increase. 1 John 4, verses 7 and 8 says it this way Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. Love isn't something God has. Love is what God is. That's who God is. He is love. And He loves you and I unconditionally. Hallelujah. Right? We don't have to earn His love. It's already built in. He loved us while we were yet sinners, the Bible says. (laughs) and he loved us so much he sent his only begotten son to die for us so that every sin could be forgiven every curse could be broken and we could be reconnected to the covenants and promises of God and he's trying to build that love into all of us that mentality of love into every believer the Bible says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts so it's there. It's just a lot of times we, we substitute what God's agape love is for what the world's love is. And we think that love is Hollywood's definition, to coin a phrase. But God's love is built upon sacrifice. 
and that sense of, you know what, what God has done for me, I'm going to help others receive. I'm going to pay it forward. And people will know that you've met Jesus because they see that love, that compassion coming out of you. It becomes like the shining light. You're like a shining light on a hill. And especially in these last days, when the hearts of many, the Bible says, will grow cold. We see that happening right before our eyes. Everybody's at one another. And now all of a sudden, you're walking in. Yeah, God is love. His love is in me. It's flowing out of me. My family knows I love them. I'm just not uh, a drill sergeant anymore. (laughs) Husbands, we're not drill sergeants anymore. (laughs) We might have to deal with some tough love from time to time, but there's that affectionate love, that compassionate love. In our church, in our community, at work, there's just a sense of love. Which, and what comes with that is what? Just that peace, that confidence, that assurance. And people see that and they, oh, what's different about you, Jesus? All right, so another way, number three, uh, your level of overcoming increases. I've been born again, now what? How do I know uh, that I'm progressing and improving and advancing? My level of overcoming increases. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, turn over there. It says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. You've been born of God. Amen? You are a world overcomer. You might only feel like you might the devil might have you deceived into thinking you're only through you're Tom Thumb. But in reality, you are a giant killer. <laughs> you are strong in the Lord. You can do all things through Christ. Nothing will be impossible for you if you will believe, if you will have faith. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and that includes every power, every principality, every devil, every negative thing, every circumstance. I'm going to overcome this. That's my mentality. God created me to win. I'm going to win. I am a winner in Christ, and we will win. But what happens when you lose? Well, thank God there's another game. (laughs) I'll dust myself off, and I'll get back up. And if I fall seven times, if I fall 70 times, God will forgive me, and He will renew me, and He will allow me to keep on going as long as I won't quit. Because of your faith in God, you develop this mindset. And you begin to deal with the temptations that come at you. Uh Uh-uh. I'm an overcomer. I already overcame that addiction. I already overcame that that need and that, that addiction, that hunger and thirst for all the drugs and the alcohol, the party life, just the craziness that goes along with it. Any sin in the world, 
Any sin in my flesh, any family curse, anything that the devil is provoking, uh, 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 I declare over your life, over my life, that we bind and rebuke the works of sin and the devil and every darkness, every power and principality, and we release the power of the Holy Ghost to drive all of that stuff out in the name and by the blood of Jesus. If you receive that, give the Lord a praise. Give the Lord a clap offering. Come on. Now look, you're not going to be victorious every single time, but you're making progress. Don't get weary in well-doing. There's harvest and harvests and harvests of righteousness and holiness. Medical harvest, legal harvest, financial harvest, relationship harvest are all out there for you. And your life is going to get better. But, it, but God is not a genie. Where's, where's Will Smith when I need him? You had to see the Aladdin movie. But you're going to be more victorious today than you were yesterday. You're going to lose fewer and fewer battles. You're going to grow stronger and stronger and stronger in the things of Christ, in the revelation of how all of this works, and God's power is going to flow out of you like a river of living water. Don't think about a Texas river, a lazy river. Have you ever been to Niagara Falls and the river that hits the falls? Think about that kind of river. Boy, I don't want to, you get swept away and that's what God wants coming out of you. So much power, so much life, so much love, so much vision, so much strength, so much confidence, so much faith that world, devil, you can't stop me. Jesus and I form a majority (laughs) and we will win. Because I'm created to win. Do you receive that? Come on. And that leads us to the last thing, and and then we'll close, is that your level of blessing begins to increase. Right? You know, don't get into the habit, Hey, how come they are? (laughs) Don't worry about them. Take care of your own business. Right? If blessing isn't increasing, God, how do I fix what's broken? Obviously, something's broken, Holy Ghost. Do some uh, heart surgery on me. Do some brain surgery on me. Whatever you got to do in my inner man, do that and help me understand what divine principles am I not applying? Or what do I keep repeating that's no good? And the Holy Ghost will show you. Those are the kind of prayers that gets answered real quick. Amen? But your blessing increases. John 10.10 says, The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Alright, so the more you put into this thing, the more you're going to get out of it. When Jesus uses the word abundantly, it means much more than we think. It's the word in Greek, zoe. It's not just the name of a girl. Zoe. 
It means superabundance in quantity and superior in quality. So there it is. That's what Jesus is saying. I want you to have a superabundant life in quantity and a superior life in quality. All you need to do is apply more of the Word. The Gospel is like soap. It only works when it's applied. And so we're in that together right now. We're experiencing more and more of the blessing, more and more of life, less and less of anger and frustration, anxiety, unhappiness, all the legal and medical and family and financial issues that we grew up in. All of that dysfunction is decreasing. And the love of God, the blessing of God, the promises of God, the presence of God is on the move. God is on the move in your life, in my life, and we can't praise Him enough. Or th- So get your praise on this morning and thank the Lord for all that God is doing. Give the Lord a big hand clap. Amen. And thank you all watching by Zoom. We love you. God bless you guys. Have a great, great service with Pastor Larry. Amen.